Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Good morning, everybody. How are things in your world? I'm super happy to report that we have no snow. (laughs) Other parts of Alberta do have snow. Sorry. Sorry, guys. But uh, can't help but be grateful that we don't right now because we've had a lot. And right now it's gone. Right now we're fingers crossed. Yeah. Such strange weather patterns happening. My animals are not delighted, as well as the humans here. (laughs) But we can't change it. It's just, it's happening to us, whether we like it or not, right? Like a lot of things in our life, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? That's some of the questions I get often when I'm working with my clients. Because we feel helpless. We feel like we're being punished at times with things that are control. But that's not what it is. Do I believe that we attract these circumstances in order to grow, transform, develop? Absolutely. We are here to learn. We are here to experience. Do I think they're punishments? No. I don't. Even if it's karma that you're working out and it's uncomfortable and yucky and you'd rather it isn't, if you look at it as a punishment, it gives it just that much more energy of negativity. So don't. I know, easier said than done, right? It's harsh. It's so uncomfortable. I've been thinking a lot about that this week because, you know, as... Some of you know I've gone through this huge transformation in the last few years. Even my hair changed color. Like transformation from the inside and the outside is what I say. It wasn't comfortable, not even close. At times it was the complete opposite of that, and I wondered why is this, what the heck, why is this happening, what's going on? But, you know, Here's the deal. Since I made peace with the fact that it's happening, so hang on, honey, I have come to understand a little more of the why. Not completely, but a little more. I have since then attracted clients who have gone through similar experiences or or who or are in the midst of them, and I can say, hey, I I get it. I've experienced it. My pattern in this world is I experience things. I am one of those people that has to experience it to believe it, I guess, because I keep doing it. (laughs) My mom just shakes her head at me. She's like, I can't believe the things that happen to you, and you're not even out in the world like you're 
staying home and taking care of business at home most of the time. It's not like I'm at a, you know, a job or a function. It's just, it's crazy, but fascinating. So last week I wasn't here to do the radio show because I was actually at a learning symposium. So one of my part-time jobs is I work for the adult literacy in my community. It's the Lobstick Literacy um, and Learning Society. And so I'm a board member, and so I got to go to the symposium to learn all sorts of good things. It was amazing. Weird for me because I was in Edmonton for four days in a hotel room by myself. Dun, dun, dun. It was weird. When I got home, I went out to check my horses and my cows and everything, and my horses thought I smelled wrong. I should put that picture up. It's hilarious. I didn't smell like I was supposed to. Apparently, I smelled like city. Um, it was, you know, when you do these things, having a level of awareness gives you so much insight. I realize that if I don't get outside alone without people time, I get a little crusty. I didn't stay up and play with my friends. I ended up going to bed like early every night because I ran out of energy. Because my day-to-day is not spent with a ton of people. It's spent with a ton of outside and nature and animals. And peopling can be a challenge for me. And so I peopled a lot in four days. And it drained Drained isn't the right word because that sounds way too negative. It took its toll on my energy, though. I was more tired. I felt heavier, too, as soon as I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of good food at this conference, and I enjoyed it. Pretty much felt like I was packing on the pounds, but I didn't because when I got home and back in this environment, I didn't feel the same. It's interesting, and here's the deal. It's not good or bad. It's interesting information because we are here to learn about ourselves. Oh, after I got home, though, I spent the next two days, like, outside. (laughs) One of them was at a horse sale, so it's pretty good. Yes, I bought a horse or two, maybe two, yeah. I'll share more on that maybe next show. Um, And the next day, fencing. I realized that the outside part of my life, like being out with animals, is what grounds me and nurtures my soul. And that part helps me navigate the rest. And the reason it's so important for each of us to figure out what that is, is because it helps you navigate when things start happening. And you're like, why me? What do you do to reset your energy? Because as we know, if we don't, we end up sick. And you have to reset. You have to curl up in that blanket with those movies and those books because you just can't do anything else. And so pay attention. So I learned a lot during the classes, but I also learned a lot about the rest of the time. What I do like, what I don't like. 
I got to spend time with a friend. Two nights in a row was seriously awesome. And once she gave me pretty hair, so that was even cool, too, when we ate chips and dip. But I've really been focusing, the energies are supporting this, on noticing what really lifts me up and then what doesn't. And I know part of it is because of this new program and offering I have about the energy resets and the clearings. It's cleared a lot of clutter for me, and it's amazing. I can't say enough cool things about it because until you experience it, it's hard to describe. And I do notice that I am more aware for sure it's easier for me to navigate when um, stuff hits the fan, basically. So right now I'm dealing with a tax audit. I have a bull who's broken. I have to get the vet out here sometime in the next couple of days. Then deal with an insurance claim on him because luckily he's the one that's insured. I have another bull sore, but he's going to be okay. I'm dealing with um, one of my horses got cut up. It just feels like it's never-ending challenges because it is. And we have to navigate them without getting into that despair, that anxiety, that victim mode. I have some amazing clearings on victim mode caught in that trap instead of like why me what did I do to deserve this try to let that part go and instead say okay it's happening to me because I need to learn it's happening to me because I can deal with it because we can it may feel like too much but we can deal with it because well basically when we get no choice we do it right we step up it's crazy. I'm also dealing with some crazy 4-H stuff in a big transition, and I do feel overwhelmed at least 16 times a day. And I have to stop myself and say, okay, breathe in calm, breathe out Shannon, take those few moments, write down everything so I can get it out of my head, and then just do the best that I can with awareness and self-understanding and make things work. Like I have to go a few places later today and I need to, I, for myself, I need to package things. <laughs> okay, example is yesterday I had to go to the bank and do some banking, town, and then I had to go to another town to see my accountant because of this tax audit deal. Now, it could be a lot of zigzagging, and I have to sit down and I have to make a plan because I like things in patterns. I go here, then here, then here, and then I go over here, and I have to make it make sense to me. I also like patterns of circles. I know. Seems weird, but this is how I process. 
And so when I went to the bigger town, I had to, like, go here, here, and here, and I had to really pick my route so that I don't get frazzled. I know. This is just how I navigate my world. You need to know how you navigate yours. And it was really funny because I was talking to someone about some other stuff, and she has a similar thing. It bothers her when she can't do her pattern or things like get messed up. And so I was like, woohoo, somebody else, yay. <laughs> that's the other thing that's really coming up in the energies is connection. At my learning symposium, I did a, like a tech talk called, and it was about teaching learners about computers, which is what I do. And it was all about connection. And I thought that was really interesting, connecting. And and how to teach people in creative ways. What else was interesting is because I also went, like on a different day, to another learning thing, and it was really hard to pay attention. And it was nothing against the people doing it. They were doing their best. But when you've been through creative and imaginative and connected ways of engaging and teaching people and you go to something that's not, it was hard. Yeah. I admit I didn't stay for the whole thing. I ended up getting a phone call about something a little urgent that I had to go take care of. And so I told them, I'm sorry, I'm not coming back after the break. But I also know, full disclosure, that if it would have been interesting, I would have stayed. The subject matter was interesting. The delivery was just not. It was really hard. And it just, yeah, it felt excruciating. Actually, everybody from my table did not come back after the break. Or they told me they weren't. Maybe they did. Some of them I did see after. And so there was a huge learning moment for me. Make sure that I'm the one that's engaging, right? Make sure even on the radio show that I keep it interesting. I keep it relevant. The lessons are all there or the learning experiences if we just train ourselves to pay attention. I know. It does get overwhelming at times, especially when, you know, things are going on in the world and people were... I keep saying this, and it's never gotten any better or changed. People are struggling how to navigate. We don't know. It's rapid change. How many emotions do you go through in a day? Monday, I was like, happy, 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 sad, 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 freaked out, worried, happy, happy, happy. Like, whoa. Things changed in seconds with new information or new understandings. And that's the point. We can change how we see things by doing perhaps a little research, perhaps having a conversation with somebody so we gain some new understandings. I've been working on my website lately because I I wanted to change up some things, and there's one piece I just can't figure out how to do. But I know how to find out. I just haven't had the time to sit down and spend an hour doing it. And this isn't something I want to pay someone to do just simply because I want to figure it out myself. Part of it I'm being stubborn. Part of it is because I'm having a tax issue and there's a lot of money tied up in that and it frustrates me, right? 
until we get it resolved. And part of it is just me knowing me, right? For me to, um, I could, and I've thought about it, reach out to, you know, someone that I work with for my website stuff. It would take just as long for me to explain everything and give the information to them as it would for me to go this other route and talk to my hosting company and get it, they could give me the information. I also know with my hosting company, they're so awesome that if I'm like, ooh, I have no idea what you're talking about, I don't understand that part, they just do it for me. <laughs> but you don't know that till you know that, right? That's the other main thing. We don't know until we know. So we need to work on not being hard on ourselves. <clears throat> we don't know why these crazy things are happening until we do. Thing to everybody. <clears throat> You're not being signaled, signaled out. Singled out. You're not being punished. It seems like we've accelerated our training program, our soul growth, our learning, and it's messy and uncomfortable and muddy at times. But perhaps it's because our soul wants to get out of this incarnation what it wants to get out of this incarnation. Conspiracy theorists say this is like not the end times. I think that is what some of them call it, but that we're like finishing up a paradigm or a pattern or a hologram or whatever it is. And at times I'm like, wow, it kind of feels that way because things feel like they're in a rush. It's so easy to get overwhelmed and stuck in that spiral of, ugh, I'll never get this done, that negative self-talk. Get rid of that. And you get to have that 20 minutes of wail and flail, why me, why is this happening, if that's going to help you get through it. I always say never discount the power of a good hissy fit. Sometimes that's just what we need to do to get through it. And create connection. Set an intention to attract those people, those situations that are in alignment with you and good for you. Because that's what helps us get through this stuff, right? Like the conversation I had yesterday, and we found we had so much in common. And this person and I are new friends. We haven't had a lot of time to connect because we both have super busy schedules, right? And, um, yeah, it was nice, like really nice, you know? Create those connections. Lots, um, lots of times the why is simply, and I shouldn't say simply because nothing about it is simple. It's uncomfortable and complicated. And wrong. But it does give you confidence. It does give you tools and experiences that you almost always, I'm going to say always, I'm going there, end up helping somebody else. It's like kind of a pay it forward. Now, in spirituality and learning and enlightenment, there used to be mystery schools. They're not so much anymore. But there's initiations and tests. And I fully admit I didn't like it. I didn't like using the word initiations or tests because it felt like there was a pass or fail. 
and it just it upset me. I didn't like it. I didn't like the pressure of it, I guess. I've since worked through it, and it's like, okay, I get get it now. And so the initiation is to see if you're going to stick with this or if it's telling you or you are saying, oh, okay, I can't deal with this. I'm going to walk away. I had some, you know, as if you've been listening for a while, you perhaps you don't remember because it doesn't really affect you, but I had some really crazy, horrible, uncomfortable situations happen. And it was to do with who I am, my businesses, and what I believe in, just as, you know, a person. And I had to choose. Do I let go of this relationship or do I keep it? And some of them, there was no choice. There was a choice. I shouldn't say there was no choice. But there was no choice for me other than letting it go because it just it went too far. The circumstances created it themselves so that the choices somebody else made were in such direct disagreement with who I am and what I believe in that I had no choice for my own self-preservation to let them go. And it sucked and it was harsh and it was weird But now that it's been, you know, a significant amount of time, I can see the initiation part of it. Like, okay, you want to do this work? Or if you, here's here's what can happen. Here's how it can go sideways. How are you going to deal with it? Are you going to get out now or are you going to keep going? Sometimes I really seriously considered getting out, stopping. No, I'm good. I don't need to do this anymore. And that's because we do get that choice. You work through it and carry on because it's important to you, or you take it as a, oh, this is a sign that this isn't as important to me because I'm not willing to deal with this. It's interesting, right? Because you do get to choose, and there's no wrong choice. That's the beauty of it because it's your choice. We often get stuck in that. Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the right choice is. But at the end of the day, nobody else can really tell you what the right or wrong choice is because you need to make it for your own soul growth. We can have someone else make it for us, but how does that ever work out? ownership that we need to have over our life. There's enough things that are out of our control that making the choices, and it's not just making the choices, but knowing why we choose what we choose for ourselves. Knowing that why is profound. When situations and circumstances happen to us that we don't understand, knowing that why takes time. We're so complicated, aren't we? (laughs) It's definitely an interesting journey. Yeah. Craziness. Some days I just shake my head and wonder. (laughs) 
But make sure that you're noticing all the good stuff, not just the negative stuff. Don't get caught in that spiral. Notice all the good stuff that happens, you know? For example, I found a way for me to get Thanksgiving dinner cooked for me. <laughs> Pretty happy about that because that's not my favorite. I'd rather be outside with all the animals and my family. Yep. And we have a new horse here, so I'm going to be busy doing that because it's Thanksgiving weekend here this coming weekend. Woo-woo. Yeah, yes. I got some turkey coming. Quite happy about that. Celebrate those. Today I get to go work at Lobstick Literacy and teach a really fabulous lady some things on her computer. That makes me happy. I'm way better at one-on-one connections than I am at group connections, and that's something I do know. And I do leverage that. We're all being transformed. And you can do it kicking, screaming, and feeling like a victim, which is good for a few moments, right? But then you have to find a way to make peace with it and navigate it, work with it. And take like take it in steps or stages if that's what appeals to you. Really finding that we get to notice what our patterns are. There it's blatant if we look. What makes you all crinkly and upset? Having to like go here and then here and then back here. Oh, and then I missed that. Oh, I have a meeting here. Oh what? You can't come? Oh, I have to go to your house and get that stuff. Makes me upset. <laughs> well, I understand the other person's point of view on why they did what they did. I still get to be upset that it inconvenienced me greatly. I do. And work through it. I'm in a situation and I'm working really hard to be graceful. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to vent to my friends, though. <laughs> I might be venting to you guys on the radio show when it's all done. Changes for some people is just not something they're graceful at. I like change. I can embrace it. I don't like sticky situations where somebody else may not be good at communicating and I have to take it step by step, piece by piece, I know. We're all so delightful, aren't we? We're just trying to survive at the end of the day and do good or be good, pay our bills, try to get ahead, and at times it feels like we're just sliding backwards. But we do have this, even when it feels like we don't. Talk to your support system. Have that key and just chill for a few minutes. All the spiritual teachers would tell you to meditate. If meditation is not your thing because you just find it too hard to be still for that many minutes, go for a walk. Go for a drive, except for gas prices here are crazy, so no, don't go for a drive. Go for a walk if you can. Listen to guided meditations, because for those of you that are too busy in your brain (laughs) to be quiet meditating, 
do guided meditations like the one we're going to do in a little a few minutes because it gives you you're doing something somebody else is guiding you and helping you do something the meditation we're going to do today is the excellent self journey connecting you to you so that you can notice what you notice you can have self awareness on why you do what you do I had a situation in the last triggered me less than it would have before, so I get to celebrate that, but there's still some residue there. And so I'm working on that, trying to figure out how I want to handle that moving forward. Because, yeah, I have to deal with it. I can't ignore it. I can't disregard it. I have to figure out how I want to navigate it. Because even when you try not to have any of these situations, guess what? They're going to pop up anyway. Yeah, it's a little sticky. It's stickier than I thought it would be. Yeah, I, I, I can say that I was surprised, but not really until um, some time has gone past and I see how the other parties involved in this are going to do their part. I won't know exactly how to do mine, if that makes sense. Because that's the tricky part, right? We're dealing with people all the time. And they have their own thoughts. And I have really quit or stopped myself from being too empathic and feeling what they're feeling and letting it guide my decisions so I don't make them feel bad. Because they wouldn't do that for me. Maybe they're not capable, fair enough, but still, there has to be an energy exchange and reciprocity. And be careful that you're not being too accommodating to the detriment of yourself. Because that was the big lesson I learned in this transformation. Where was I being too helpful, too accommodating, not having those boundaries, and why? And the reason I know this now is because of time. And when I look back at the events that happened, they happened in the way that they did that were so messy and horrible so that I had no choice. I had to make the decisions that I made. And that's why we get these situations happening to us. Because we tend to um, ignore, distract ourselves with something else, not deal with things in timely fashions. Or we do and they don't work out the way we're, we want them to, and then we feel uncomfortable. Again, no, there's no right or wrong. It, just, it is what it is. It's happening, so deal. Find a way to deal. Have your, like, bottom lines firmly in place. Like, what are, if someone crosses this line, what happens? In any relationship, what's a deal breaker? If you're dating and someone's an alcoholic, that could be a deal breaker for you. If you're dating and they're a smoker, that could be a deal breaker for you. So look at other relationships, like friendships work relationships, 
what is a deal breaker for you where you can be acquaintances and polite, respectful, and professional, but it will never go beyond that. And those of us that are empaths, our helper gene is like so big that we just want to help everybody. Yeah, it's something we all have to work on, work through all the time. Bless our hearts, right? We just want to make the world better. (laughs) But it's our definition of better. Yeah. We still have the ego. Still is there, protecting us, helping us. Sometimes not in the best manners, but we're all doing our best, right? All of us, even when we don't feel like we are. Okay, just got to check my time because I tend to lose track because I'm having fun. (laughs) I know, even talking about a little bit heavier topics because I do know for sure that when all the craziness is happening, it does pass. And then you can look back on it and go, oh, all right, now I get it. We're here to learn, people, here to learn and grow, see who we end up being. It's not just our kids trying to be adults, it's us too. Us too. We're so cool. All right, so let's start our journey. And if you keep track of such things, it's about the last, 22 minutes of the show if you want to come back to this excellent self journey this will help you get unstuck alright let's just take a few moments take a nice breath in and get comfortable in your chair uncross your legs if they're crossed close your eyes now begin breathing very deeply Taking full, deep breath. And with every breath you exhale, you are going to become more deeply relaxed. Nice, big, deep breath. Concentrate now on the top of your head. You might begin to feel heavy energy, warm and relaxing. This heavy, warm, could be tingly relaxation Roots from the top of your head, down over your forehead, eyelids, and jaw. Gently breathing, just releasing, letting go. This nice relaxation moves from the top of your head, down over your forehead, eyelids, and jaw. Deeply, deeply relaxing as you concentrate on the sound of my voice. Let's pay no attention to any other sounds except the sound of my voice. 
So these sounds are everyday sounds of life and cannot distract or disturb you, but will tend to relax you and allow you to go even deeper into this deep, heavy relaxation. This warm, heavy feeling of relaxation is in your shoulders, down your back, and through your chest area. Nice. Deeply relaxing and breathing. Becomes very deep and gentle. And this drowsy, comfortable, warm, calm feeling of relaxation takes over. Just letting go, drifting down deeper and deeper. Your arms, hands, and fingers are now relaxing. Now this nice, heavy feeling of relaxation moves into your hips, your legs, your knees, your whole body is relaxing deeply, deeply relaxing. Moves into your ankles, your feet, and into your toes. As you feel your body relaxing even more and more and letting go. As I count from five down to zero, each count will represent deep relaxation. Five, letting go. Four, three, two, one. Zero, deeply, deeply relaxed in this comfort and this calm that has been created by your relaxation. The door of your imagination opens more easily and allows images or feelings to freely come forward. Going within to focus leads to even more comfort as any or all of the senses become heightened and more. So, getting a sense of an image forming that stands for your excellent self. The self perhaps in your mind's eye, as with all images, or perhaps feeling, visualizing or imagining it comes into being bringing it to life, letting it freely arise, becoming aware of the image, accepting and welcoming it without editing. Simply allow the image to be the excellent self. What's this image like? How does it move? How does it feel? How does it sound? 
What does it look like? Notice what you notice. Feel what you feel. See what you see. What are the essentials that this image projects? energy like of this image, tude of this image of excellence. Coming to know this image How does it feel emotionally to be with it? Continue to closely observe and feel this image. What is that one essential thing that really makes it the excellent self. What can be appreciated or valued about this image? When ready, prepare to merge yourself into the excellent self-image. Tap in, tune in, merge, whichever word works for you. If you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable, bring in a spirit guide or an archangel to help you. Take your time. If it feels right, just go ahead and merge, imagining to become this self that is of excellence as it wanted to be. Noticing what it's like. How does it feel? What does the world seem like or feel like from this perspective? As this image, taking some time to notice how it feels to be this excellent self. Notice what you're noticing. Feel what you're feeling. Notice where it seems those essentials are located. Do they center or concentrate somewhere within? Where are they? 
Allow those essentials to spread throughout and all around, radiating outward positively. Feel what you're feeling. Notice what you notice. See what you see. Know what you know. Tapping in, tuning in, feeling this experience. Now, bringing back whatever was positive about this experience, moving your energy back out of this image, having experienced the sense of excellent self-image. And now back to yourself again. Do you notice any differences? How do you feel? Need time to process? Perhaps now, if it feels right, let's put the excellent self-image within. Put it just in the right place. You know where it is. Knowing that the discoveries found are sorting out in just the right way to becoming at one with your most excellent self. And now, let's just Visualize or imagine us at the top of our symbolic staircase so we can reinforce the energies of this journey today. Let's reinforce that the excellent self is ever evolving from within and becoming at one with that idea. It's happening with every step down. 20, 19, 18, 17, 15, 15, 14. Notice what you notice. Feel what you feel. Know what you know. 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Three, two, one, zero. Drifting deeper. Any negatives have long ago dissipated, and now the focus is only on the positive. And going forward now, what it's focused on follows. So becoming more comfortable and familiar with the excellent self. The whole being will respond positively. So that at zero, we reinforce all those positives. And at one, with a deep cleansing breath in, come up and out. Two, three, four, five. Eyes open, wide awake. Say your name out loud. Eyes open, wide awake. Say your name out loud. How did that feel, tapping into your excellent self? See how amazing you are? You may need to revisit this and practice it, just because this is something that we're not really used to. We're not even really used to believing that we have an excellent self, are we? Kind of not what we're conditioned to believe. Oh, well. We 
got this, guys. We got this. And girls, guys, girls. There's a whole discussion on one of the talk shows the other day about that. Yeah. Not going down that route at all. All right. Well, as always, sending you all a big hug and a blessing for the rest of the week. Probably as crazy as mine is. I'm going to sign off now, and I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com.